putting like my learnings into frameworks and thinking about everything, every problem that I'm trying to solve from a framework process has helped me speed up my level of thinking and uh, finding a solution much quicker. Welcome to the Marketing Innovators Podcast. This is the show for marketing innovators everywhere who want to push the boundaries of marketing and learn about cutting edge strategies and channels that are working today. Join us each week to hear from industry leading marketers as they share best practices and what is working for them. This episode is brought to you by TubeWeb. Growing your business online is overwhelming. At TubeWeb, we make it simple. Our agency has helped over 700 businesses and organizations grow through digital marketing. Learn more and reach out to us at tubeweb.c. Welcome to the Marketing Innovators Podcast, everyone. And today we have a very exciting guest, Dan Lawrence, who is a growth leader uh, with over a decade of experience in marketing, tech startups, and scaling companies with mass, peer-to-peer, on-demand, and e-learning spaces. Uh, currently, Dan serves as the Chief Growth Officer at Lively, an insertech platform that provides independent workers and freelancers with the benefits of full-time employees. Prior to Lively, Dan worked as a Lead Growth Manager at Koru and VP of Marketing at Simutech Multimedia, a simulation-based training platform used by Fortune 500 manufacturing companies, which he helped exit. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me, Muneeb. Excellent. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your background. You have a diverse set of experience over here in marketing. So maybe you can give us some insight about your role, where you're currently at, and then we can go from there. Absolutely. Uh, so like you mentioned, I'm a chief growth officer of a company called Lively. We're a uh, recent graduate of uh, Techstars uh, Toronto. Fortunate enough to work with uh, two really great people who are the founders of the company. Um, so Lively essentially is a platform that was built on the premise of providing health, wealth, and business solutions to the freelance and independent workforce of North America. Um, so from a health perspective, we provide freelancers with both health and dental care as part of a subscription service. From a business side of things, we provide them with tools that they would need for payment processing and, and uh, money management, things like that. And then finally, from a financial perspective, we are now introducing products that are going to help them with their retirement and thinking about their future savings as well. Um, so really, what we're doing here is bringing together a community uh, to build up this product and grow this product to help freelancers and independent workers. So I am fortunate enough to be uh, the chief growth officer there. My day-to-day job is anything between currently we're doing a bit of fundraising, so uh, really contributing to conversations around uh, investors and how we bring in more investors. But on the other side of things, we're also talking about product and how we make the product better, how we get an opportunity to speak to more customers and use those learnings to develop our product and solve the problem that they need to be solving. And from a marketing perspective, just running growth and iterative tests, making sure we're running split tests on the landing pages, we're testing out, uh, we're testing out uh, you know, value propositions one day and the next day we're testing out uh, how we can bring the, the acquisition costs lower. So really like a huge spectrum of things that I take on, but it's a fun and challenging day. That's awesome. You know, we'll definitely get into more details about all those different aspects about marketing that you help Lively with. But let's get into your backstory first. I mean, uh, who is Dan Lawrence? Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you actually ended up in this role? Absolutely. So I was born and brought up in India. 
and uh, I went to school there for business. So I think uh, most Indians, the choices are you either become a doctor or a uh, an engineer. And uh, I chose the the path of uh, of going into advertising and marketing really early. I it started off with me interning somewhere uh, at a, at my dad's friend shop, and from there I went to business school. I got out of business school. I like business, but didn't really didn't really see myself doing just business. So I got back into advertising and I got into graphic design. So I started designing and I loved the, the mix of the two where business and design met. So I decided I should study a bit more about design. Moved to Canada. When I was here, I was trying to sell my design services and my advertising services, but Craigslist and Kijiji were not cutting it for me. So I got together with a friend of mine and we created a peer-to-peer platform for local service providers. We were able to grow it quite quickly, but it was heavily operationally flawed. We were very, very young and we took our learnings and kind of moved away from that. I then got into a company called Lending Loop, which is Canada's first peer-to-peer lending platform, where I was the first marketing hire there. Kind of uh, moved and worked across a bunch of different uh, startups and then finally got into Simutech, where I was brought on as director of marketing, later became VP of marketing, that I worked directly under Samer Forsley, really great marketer, who also became CEO of uh, Simutech. So I was able to like learn from him. Fortunately, we were able to exit the company, then moved on to Koru, where I'm lead growth manager. And then now I'm currently in Lively, building out this solution for freelancers and independent workers. Excellent. What a story. I'm actually a former pre-med student myself, so I get it, right? Are you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, I understand the cultural push and peer pressure that is there in our cultures. It's a way to actually help us advance in life. So that's the whole notion. And whether it's being a doctor or being a marketing officer, a lead generation strategist and so forth, it's a matter of really helping you secure a position that basically is designed to help other businesses and other people. I think it's really interesting, you know, you've come across this journey of coming to Canada and then building your career. How long has it been since you've been in Canada so far? So I moved here in 2010, September. So just over 10 years. Wow, that's interesting. So with regards to your vision for Lively, where would be Lively going in the next two to three years? For us, I think the vision really is to just build up this community. The freelancer community is just excellent. They're like I've mentioned, I've had a, the fortune of being part of a lot of great companies and startups in, in Canada. And I have never experienced a close-knit community like the freelancer community in Canada. They are very, very, they speak to each other quite a bit. They get each other's opinions, but they're also very supportive of anything within the community. And that aspect of it is what kind of makes us special, is that we're able to connect with this community and actually listen to them and, and implement their feedback. And I think that's going to be more important as we grow lively. And our vision for this is to bring the community together even more than what they are and provide them with this platform to not only be able to to call their own, but also be able to use this and make this an actual like functional platform that betters their lives in the long run. Makes sense. That's really interesting. So with regards to some of the challenges that you're currently experiencing, especially when being on a startup, what are maybe some of the biggest marketing challenges face? When you start out, when it's an early stage company, there's a lot of things that you need to be testing out. And sitting down and finding the time to actually sit down and analyze what needs to be tested out when, I think that would be the biggest challenge for someone that's in their early stage or 
mid-stage because there's so many things that you need to validate before you put the money into the product. And so getting your mind around that or sometimes even finding the time is the biggest challenge, I would say, because the opportunities for testing are so large. Another important factor is that when you do choose what to test out and what to validate, you also would want to choose the ones that provide you with the biggest output or the biggest change in your metrics. And so really understanding that and understanding what would give you the highest amount of metrics is also hard when you're just starting out and you don't have any metrics to rely on. It comes down to a lot of just researching and speaking to customers and getting a lot of that qualitative data even before you start doing any of this, because then you get an understanding of what you should be testing out and how you should be testing it out and the frequency and, uh, and just priorities. Interesting. Yes. Really important what you actually measure because, you know, you have to be careful with the data that you're getting and how you're getting it. So you talked a little bit about A-B testing initially as well and customer acquisition. So maybe you can shed some light on, on how you've achieved that with Lively. Absolutely. So with Lively, we're early stage. So they just, they graduated and I'm saying they because I wasn't part of Lively when they graduated from Techstars. So it was Anya and Adam that graduated from Techstars, I believe, in September last year. So it's fairly new. So when they did get out of, of Techstars, they came out with a product that was quite rudimentary. And so they were able to sign up beta testers and get some learnings from them. And we continue to get some learnings from them. But what we're really, what we're really testing out right now is essentially a couple of different things. The value propositions, that would be a thing that's super important to us. We're testing out acquisition costs. And then we're testing out what product and services members would require more. And so we're doing all this through A-B testing and iterative tests. But what we're also doing here is we're also having these conversations, these one-to-one conversations, and we make it a point to have these at least once a day with our customers or potential customers. And I think that is also very, very important because it gives you a mix of quant and qualitative data that you're going to need to build out your product and, and scale. And so we've been running a couple of different tests primarily through Facebook ads. And we tested out a bunch of different channels. They, some of them seemed to work, but some of them were also very costly for the actual amount of, uh, of uh, lifetime value of a customer. And Facebook seemed to be the perfect fit for us. What we will be testing out in the future is, is organic and building out more content and involving more of the community into what we're building as well. We're also very fortunate from a perspective of, uh, like I mentioned, the community is very close-knit and tight-knit. And so we've been able to get garner a, a following of over five to 6,000 people on our Instagram. Just building community is so important for not only this product, but I've realized for any product, even before you launch, having the number of people that actually care about what you want to say is great. And also you listening to what they're saying is very important, I've found. And so I think from our learnings, we found out that yeah, we could do the acquisition, we could do the paid acquisitions, but we're also going to be spending a lot of time on building this community and making sure that they want to be part of, of Lively. And we're in turn making sure that we're listening to them and listening to everything that they have to say and all the feedback they have to give us. So being an early stage startup, I mean, you know, Facebook advertising is definitely a great channel for you to start the messaging out there and then trying to acquire customers. What, uh, have you used any other means that are, have been more successful or is Facebook the primary means at the moment that you're using? So we've tested out a couple of different things. We tested out LinkedIn, we tested out Quora, Reddit, 
anywhere we could find a community of, of freelancers and independent workers. Um, and so far, with a couple of those paid channels, we've not had as much of a, of a conversion as Facebook. From via Instagram, because of the large community that we've built out so far, it's almost a lot of the stuff is organic. Uh, we've been putting out uh, posts. We've also tied up with a really popular uh, illustrator out in, out in the U.S. as well, who actually kind of puts Lance, who's like sort of like the icon of, of Lively, into these different scenarios that a freelancer would be facing. So we're able to relate with the community that way as well and build out that, that organic followers, organic followers and the traffic that we need to from our Instagram page as well. Really, we've done some of those tests. Um, we have been also, we've been also crowdfunding as an equity crowdfunding campaign. And that has also spilled into driving in some of the traffic in our, and signups from there as well. So it's helped us from a brand perspective, reach out to people that we had never reached out before through our ads and organic as well. And so that's sort of added in some of the traffic that we're seeing right now and the, the user-based uh, numbers we've seen right now. Excellent. So basically it's Facebook and Instagram, right? Or primarily Facebook? That's mainly what we're doing right now. Interesting. But with regards to the actual conversion, what kind of approach are you using for the actual conversions on your web presence? Is it a funnel approach or are you designing uh, specific landing pages? For the conversions and how are you actually nurturing the lead to a point where they end up doing business with you? Right, absolutely. We do have a funnel approach, but what we do is we've got a couple of different steps there. The, a person lands on a landing page. We have a very simple sign-up process, essentially just adding your email. Again, we're trying to make it very simple for people to, to convert. And so as soon as a person signs up, what we prior to this used to do was we would send them an email and get them to complete their pre-registration process. And to us, that was a completed pre-registration. And so we would send them an email, they would click on a link, sign up for a pre-registration, and then we had a, a cadence of emails that went out and talked to you about the benefits of signing up with us. But now we've actually removed that friction and we tested this out recently and we had quite a huge difference between acquisition costs. We almost like increased it, decreased it by 75%. By removing that piece, where we sent out an email to the customer. Instead, we took them from an unbound landing page directly to the type form and made it more seamless. And so just through that, we were able to convert so many more people and get them to finish the pre-registrations. And so we've cut short that process entirely. I think, again, it comes down to just testing things out and making sure that you've got a hypothesis and then you're measuring against the hypotheses within a span of time. Because as, as soon as you don't have a hypothesis, then you kind of lose track of what you're testing. And so starting out, we wanted to make sure that we had a base hypothesis with everything that we did. And so long story short, it's become an easier funnel for us to be able to do it that way because we've been seeing better conversions. And so we're almost trying to keep the nurturing emails uh, smaller and focusing on just people getting those pre-registrations done. Wow, such a huge difference in the customer acquisition cost by applying a different technology and approach. You know, often companies, they, they don't understand the value that testing can bring, especially with A-B testing when you're actually putting out different versions uh, of ads. You know, I always try to encourage uh, even our clients that, uh, you know, it's important to really put your message out there in different versions and different forms, try different approaches and methodologies because not everyone behaves the same way. And you really have to identify, okay, what is it that really resonates with your target audience? 
to the point, okay, that okay, you make it as easy as, as possible for them to join your organization, to join your community. We see this uh, strategy a lot with gated content now where, you know, um, you know, often you have fill out a number of fields to just download a PDF file. It's an inconvenient approach. And, uh, you know, sometimes it can actually deter those conversions. So making it as easy as possible. I like that email approach that you mentioned, you know, just having a very quick email sign up. I think that's the key thing. Once you've got the email, then you can actually remarket to them. You can approach them. You can communicate with them and put them in your, in your pipeline. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I forgot to mention, we were actually even remarketing through Facebook as well. That was a huge, huge thing. And if you're not remarketing now, you're losing. That, you know, that's true. And you know what? Let's talk about that because, you know, remarketing is kind of like, a, in, in a way, it's a goldmine because these are people that you've already established some rapport with. I mean, they know about your messaging, they know your website, what you have to offer. It's a matter of driving them back to your messaging and convincing them. So tell me more about that. I mean, you know, if you can compare some of the remarketing tactics that you've used and how they've compared with uh, the cold leads that have come to the website. So we do a couple of different things. You either put like a video out there, right? Put a video out there and, and uh, make sure we're tracking the, the people that have actually reacted to the video or, or converted to the video. Once you start building out enough number of people that have reacted or interacted to the video, then we start building out an audience base there. The other way for us to do it is that we're also, we're, we've got pixels everywhere, essentially. So we're constantly building out these audiences for our remarketing campaigns. We've also tested out ad creative and copy when we're dealing specifically for remarketing. And so this was also something that we ran recently in, in terms of a test. So we changed up creative, we changed up colors, we changed up design of the creative. And so it's just, a, it's just a constant testing process, but you want to make sure that you've got cookies everywhere and you're tracking enough to be able to service these people that are coming back to your website. Also, from our learning, we don't want to, we try to stay away from servicing the same ad over and over again. So we change it up. So every sort of campaign or every couple of weeks, we change up the ad, try to test out the ads that are performing very well. We'll kind of break it up into two different colors or change up the layout to see if that could add value to it. As long as it's not the same ad that people are seeing over and over again as well. Uh, that is, as well helps quite a bit from the remarketing perspective. Excellent, Dan. You're giving away golden nuggets here today. That's awesome. So with regards to the future of Lively, where do you see some of the biggest opportunities for Lively in the near future? So like I mentioned, community is key for us. And so anywhere we can build a community of freelancers that need our product uh, is where we can go. We're starting out in North America and focusing particularly with the health and dental benefits, building out the other tools. Uh, like finance and business tools that we need to be doing and the community needs right now. But we see ourselves moving into the U.S. in the next couple of years. Once we build out the product and we're able to service Canada itself, that's something we absolutely want to do. From a product perspective, we want to be the community platform for freelancers, independent workers, and consultants out there that want to, that A, need health and dental benefits, but B, also want a, a platform, a one-stop shop for everything. We see ourselves as being the connector to all the tools, the popular tools that freelancers are using right now. So they can go to this one-stop shop, get their health benefits, but also manage their money and plan for the future. 
excellent. That's uh, that's a great vision. And uh, you know, considering that uh, you're at the stage right now, if you were to go back five or ten years in your lifetime, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would absolutely tell my younger self to uh, to read more about frameworks. I don't think there's enough enough I could say about like thinking in a in a framework sort of manner because it helps you put in a, a wealth of information and data into bite-sized pieces of, of uh, digestible information that helps you process and then uh, reach a conclusion much quicker. And so putting like my learnings into frameworks and thinking about everything, every problem that I'm trying to solve from a framework process has helped me speed up my level of thinking and uh, finding a solution much quicker. I would say think about frameworks. I think the second thing is also spend time thinking about about just what what you want and what your goals are in life and and sometimes i've with covid everyone's got uh, it's acted as a catalyst for me to be thinking about what i want in life and it's kind of changed from initially where i was just go 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 uh, to go to work, what makes you happy and uh, i think that's important that's the key aspect that i would say um, you know i would ask like dan from 5 years ago to think about as well that's right yes uh... You know, sometimes we think that we're in this race and, uh, you know, sometimes it's healthy to take a step back and see the big picture. So when it comes to our audience finding you online, what is the best way that they can contact you? So the best way that they can contact me is through my LinkedIn. I can send over the URL to you. Maybe you could put it in, the, in your blog post, uh, but they could also reach me through email. I'm available at dan.lawrence20 at gmail.com. And uh, so, yeah, feel free to send me an email or say hi, and I'd be happy to get back to you. That's awesome. We will definitely include a link to your LinkedIn profile, and uh, you'll find our community to be quite engaging once they start connecting with you. So uh, that's great, uh, Dan. Thank you so much for the time here today. It was a pleasure learning more about your background and uh, also your role at Lively. Um, I certainly wish you the best, and uh, soon we will have some good news from Lively, I hope, and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Appreciate your time, Muneeb, and thank you very much for having me here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Marketing Innovators Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast. And remember to share this episode with your network. As we mentioned, this episode is brought to you by 2Web. We help your business thrive online. Learn more by visiting our website at 2Web.ca.